We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, you guys? Welcome to the October 8th podcast. I'm Mike Gallagher. Getting ready to recap what was a fun Monday with an early Tuesday morning basketball game in Tokyo with the defending champs and the new-look Houston Rockets. So many takeaways. I just wanted to hop on a pod and kind of just go over some things we could use going forward, whether it be for preseason DFS and obviously for season long, for all you guys getting ready to draft right now, it's definitely full-on draft season. I have an auction tonight that I'm really pumped for. Um, so yeah, let's just kind of hop to this here. Uh, the Cavs had their home debut against the San Lorenzo Ravens uh, overseas team, and they smashed. They should have. I mean, th- this team was just not very good, especially interior-wise. Like Larry Nance just dominated these guys. They had nobody to cover him. So really the biggest takeaway for me here is while Darius Garland, I thought, looked good, his usage was super concerning. He was basically like the seventh guard uh, to come in the game. Uh, we saw Jim Beeline pretty much go with his starters with Sexton and Knight, but then he put in Kevin Porter Jr., Delhi, uh, all all those guys ahead of him. Uh, so that was just – and Clarkson as well. So uh, that was – I didn't like to see that. He looked good. Um, you know, he brought the ball up a little bit. He made all four of his shots, had a really nice deep three. So the talent's there, but I still can't draft him, man. Um, they even said if he's any, if he's not 100%, they're not going to play him. Um, they said he was at 90% the day before. He has a foot injury. They don't know how it got hurt. Beeline was really concerned about how much time, uh, how he's missed so much time. So, I mean, if you're going to draft him, you got to be real patient. I mean, it's probably okay in a roto or in a weekly but if you're swapping guys in a lot, I, I think that we have to keep expectations really low for a guy that's really super talented. Uh, again, a lot of these lines were really good against a bad team. Kevin Porter Jr. is huge. I didn't realize how big he was. Didn't get to see him in summer leagues. Uh, I want to see what he can do. Um, shot great, 7-9. Uh, a lot of really nice shots at the basket. Took, took on contact really well. So I was impressed with him. Uh, and yeah, Trist, like I said, the interior defense just got murked. Uh, Tristan Thompson dominated inside. 
Uh, and I mentioned Larry Nance just dominated again. So um, those guys are going to be you know pretty solid. I thought Thompson looked a lot better. Not that we could really focus on drafting him given where this team's going. Uh, Kevin Love wasn't too involved. Was pretty much just stretching the floor like he usually does. Um, obviously, he's going to get load managed. So I'm season long not touching him at all. But yeah, that's that's kind of it for those guys. Um, but yeah. Uh, and Sexton looked good. You know, he didn't really look to pass, which is a little bit of a downer. That that was a really big story coming in. Um, the coaching staff had really worked with him about passing, and um, he had watched tape and everything to kind of get become more of a passer, and just wasn't there. Um, did bring the ball up pretty much. I want to say two thirds of the time when he was out there with one of these other like, semi semi quasi point guards. Uh, there's just so many guys that are guards in this rotation. We all know that Clarkson's gonna play the three, and he did yesterday. So. Keep that in mind when we're looking at Cavs. Uh, moving on. I'm just going to skip ahead to the good game, okay? <laughs> Let's talk about Pelicans and the Hawks. This game was insane. I believe the first quarter pace was at like 128, and it dipped a little bit in the second quarter, and it, it was just a fly up and down fest just all over the place. To finish at a 114 pace, and starting with the Pelicans, obviously Zion was the headliner, did not disappoint. Monster. I think he had three huge jams, had three steals, brought the ball up on rebound just like he said he was going to from Alvin Gentry. It was just full-on Zion Fest, and he made us see why we want to take him in really the second round in season-long leagues, I would say. like He's just going to be so dominating in this kind of style of play, the create-and-terminate style of play. Just He's a baller, man. Um, just got to stay on the court. Uh, he's a little reckless out there, so that's going to be uh, something that you got to watch. But this is upside. It's such, such insanity. Uh, and then the other big takeaway for me is I've been saying really all summer is I want to draft Drew Holiday really bad. And, yeah, he did not change my mind there. Uh, he was awesome. Uh, just 18 minutes, he scored 21 points, three dimes, two blocks of steal on three threes. Just total control of the offense. Totally his style of play. Awesome on the defensive end. Drew's the man. Like, legit, super dark horse MVP if the Pelicans somehow get hot and get a four seed. Um, this team just went berserk. They scored 75 points in the first half. Um, just love to see it. Uh, Lonzo, I thought, looked good too, man. Um, didn't really have uh, a great efficient shooting line. He was 3 of 10 with 3 of 8 from 3. So he'll be shooting a lot of threes on the outside. Had 7 assists. Took care of the ball with one turnover. I like him. We talked about this a lot of times on on the Rotor World Pod that he's going to get a lot of chances to distribute the ball the way this offense is going to flow and just so many transitions. Like it just suits him so well. So I really like his upside on counting stats and really everything else that he could bring to the table. Uh, Brandon Ingram looks solid. Can't really make any judgments there. But, yeah, the, this whole talk of his length and everything really coming into play. Uh, as promised, Nicolo Melli did get a lot of minutes at the five with Derek Favors being limited. Thought that was a big takeaway. And Julia Okafor actually looked really good down low. Uh, really interesting story on NBA.com today uh, about how he has a CPAP machine because he couldn't sleep. They were saying that he was going like a long period of time without breathing the right way. So it kind of gave him a little bit of a, an un- uneasy sleep and he woke up tired all the time so now he's well rested and says he feels a lot better so take that for what it's worth uh josh hart was ahead of frank jackson that was noteworthy in the rotation there and Nikhil alexander walker is insane he he just carved those guys up 12 points in 15 minutes and like he just came when he checked in and he was basically out of the first half rotation but he just came in and destroyed 
the the lower level Hawks talent that it was just unfair. Like he could not be guarded. Uh, a couple steals. This guy's just so such a raw talent. But um, yeah, Jackson Hayes, nothing doing there. He's gonna need a couple injuries, at least one, to get minutes. Uh, Melly looks to be ahead of him for even the center minutes there. So he's really just the fourth center. I mentioned in a previous pod, he did practice next to Favors. So that's a possibility in certain lineup combinations. Keep an eye out on that. But, yeah, as I've said, it's really all systems go on drafting Pelicans. Uh, They're going to play so, so fast. Their style of play is just going to yield so many good statistics here with blocks and steals and easy. We love transition buckets. They're much more highly efficient than a half-court set. So these are all really good things. Uh, Hawks side, again, um, Trey was a little sloppy, had a big nutmeg on J.J. Redick in transition, but yeah, it's just 11 assists in 26 minutes. I've said this all summer. He's my bet to lead the league in assists this year, and if you're in an 8-cat league and you're not getting penalized for turnovers, like just take him at the end of the first, take him in the early second round. He's going to dominate in that category. He's going to shoot threes. Crazy confident. So many deep bombs. Um, shoots the ball extremely well beyond 27 feet. Like he's in a, uh, but pretty much besides Steph, like he's in that next tier of guys that could hit bomb threes. So stronger. I thought he was good at getting to the basket. Didn't get to the line, but oh, but yeah, there's nothing to dissuade you from uh, drafting him early. Um, John Collins, kind of same thing. Uh, we saw him out out there really running really really well. Looks like that little hip flare up thing is behind him. Um, yeah, we saw Damian Jones was ahead of Bruno Fernando, and after the game, actually, Lloyd Pierce kind of uh, said Bruno didn't play that well, so for whatever that's worth. And Jabari Parker's defense was a disaster. I thought Cam Reddish looked pretty good um, in his 15 minutes. Um, Drew Holiday had such a nice block on him uh, on the wing. Just Drew's such a good guy. Um, Alex Lynn did play, looked fine. You know, um, he's going to stretch the floor again. He was two of four from three, so. He's a fine last-round pick if you want to grab him. Uh, DeAndre Bembry started, and he saw a lot of backup point guard minutes. So while Evan Turner's kind of on the shelf, um, could be a guy to watch. He played pretty well, and it showed in the stat sheet. Uh, I've kind of been a Bembry guy for a little bit, but 16-3-3 for boards and assists, and then 2-2 two and two in the defensive stats. So that, that's pretty money stat line in just 21 minutes. Um, DFS-wise, I think Bembry's kind of going to be an impact player, especially while Evan Turner's out. Uh, he has a lot to play for here at, at camp. But, yeah, uh, again, um, but, uh, Hunter looked good. Again, a uh, couple dribble moves, but mostly just catch and shoot in the corner uh, on the wing a little bit. But, you know, just again, like we said, really all summer, just a big-bodied dude, could definitely guard fours. Um, so, yeah, just really good fit with how he's going to play next to those guys. Okay, so we'll move on to an, another really good game that had some takeaways here. That's the Magic and the Pistons. So... I'm going to start with Isaac. He just, he's so unfair on defense. Like, as fast as he moves, as fast as he gets around screens, as fast as he just does really everything on a basketball court for his size, it just jumps off the screen. Um, had a really good stat line as well 16 7, 5 assists, 2 steals, and a block. Um, he hasn't really shot that well. Uh, I want to say he's at like 34 ish percent on jumpers in the preseason on a small sample, but. Um, not being too aggressive. We talked about more of a face-up game that hasn't happened yet, but he's getting free. He's getting clean looks on pick and pops and stuff. So, yeah, full-on, definitely willing to draft Jonathan Isaac. Aaron Gordon had really a big game uh, with 25 points, eight boards, uh, got talked up for both offensively and defensively, missed free throws. That was really the big bugaboo for his fantasy value at times to prevent him from going on those hot stretches. 
So I still like Gordon more in a points league. Um, just the continuity of this Magic team, I could see him really uh, thriving and taking a step forward. Uh, we, he's created a lot of buzz again, which is not new. He, he has buzz every year. But, um, yeah, uh, more post-ups. That was a little bit evident. Uh, getting switched on some guys. And he was efficient, 10 of 17. So, yeah, I mean, if you were in on Gordon and you want to draft him, maybe move him up a half round. Um, this Magic team, you know, they don't, they don't have too much offensive firepower in the backcourt, obviously with DJ Augustine, pretty low usage guy, not a really ball-dominant guy. He's really just, it's almost like a shooting guard, uh, other than maybe bringing the ball up um, when it's off a make. But, yeah, nothing, no reason to draft DJ Augustine. Uh, Fournier is kind of boring. Um, Michael Carter-Williams and Markel Fultz did see time together again, so that's something to watch. Fultz is all right. So he's 3-9 and nine on the NBA tracking for jump shots. So that's whether it be uh, off-the-dribble jumpers, fadeaway jumpers, all that stuff. And then just regular old jumpers, catch-and-shoot jumpers is just 0 of 1. So he's not even really taking those right now. And that's fine. Um, you know, his 4-10 yesterday, 7 assists was uh, the team high. Uh, real Again, Markel Fultz, like he wants to get out and run. We saw him have a couple really nice transition buckets yesterday, so that's, that's kind of something to watch. Uh, Terrence Ross hurt his chest. He did not return. Uh, sternum contusion, I believe, was the resulting diagnosis. Doesn't sound like it's serious, but they did talk about it after the game, so that's something to keep an eye on. Mo Bamba played through general soreness. Shout out Jimmy Butler. Uh, it was great. Got really talked about after the game for his growth on offense. And Nikola Vucevic has been raving about how he's just so much stronger in the paint. So... Looks like the whole Bamba staying ahead of Ken Birch is going to stick. Uh, and Bamba, man, I mean, we know Vooch doesn't play like upper 30s. He'll play around 30. So, I mean, you know, those nights when you're trying to find a super cheap guy on DFS, you're trying to stream blocks and maybe a 10 or a 12 teamer, look to Bamba. I mean, this guy's a huge wingspan. Uh, his shot has really blossomed into a nice-looking shot. Um, again, just um, he's, he's over his injuries, so we'll see what's up. Um, other than that, not much. Um, Vooch is Vooch. Like, just pretty much if you want a safe pick in the second round, like, just take him. <laughs> He's going to be fine. Uh, not too many takeaways on the Pistons for me. Um, we saw the old Derek Rose and Luke Kennard. Like, they're going to run together. We saw Derek Rose basically th- say that's his sidekick. Uh, Derek Rose does look pretty good. I still can't draft him for how frequently he's hurt. But, I mean, you're going to probably get him in the last couple rounds. So, I don't hate it. Like, they're going to try to close with him. Um, over Bruce Brown, who didn't really do too much, got the start. But it sounds like Bruce Brown's going to start. It sounds like Snell's for sure going to start. I was reading uh, Vince Ellis' piece, but we kind of knew that too. Um, Blake, very limited. Wasn't really getting aggressive inside. Only had two shots inside the arc. Didn't get to the free throw line. Five assists. Just wasn't really into it. Um, as we said before, like they're going to rest him, not only per game, not only with total games, but with usage as well. So just full fade on Blake and season long. Andre Drummond's going to be it's like 20 minutes, 14 and 9. This is just what he's going to do. Without Blake on the floor, he's 20 and 19 with two assists, uh, two I think two blocks and two steals, like just superstar stud muffin uh, when he's out there. Uh, another takeaway, Christian Wood <clears throat> went off. Before the game, Dwayne Casey was like, yeah, I'm really excited to see if Christian Wood can make this team. And, yeah, uh, I think he can. Um, just, It's all just in his head. Like This guy's just so talented. Had one of the biggest dunk posters of the night. I'm just, uh, he's got to make this team, man. Uh, there's, they need depth. As much as Andre Drummond jokes around about playing 
48 minutes. Um, he's just ma- just Maker's not there yet. We knew he was a major major project when the Bucks took him as high as they did. It's just not there yet. Um, and their rookie Seku, um, not bad. One of six made mistakes, just popped a little bit. He's a real athletic guy. Uh, Dwayne Casey said he's going to have good plays and bad plays like a typical rookie, which for as young as he is, we know this is going to be the case. Um, and yeah, just a lot of guys played it in this game. Uh, a lot of low minutes, so we'll see another game down the line when Casey tightens it up and figures out his rotations, but it seems like this time he wanted to really get a look at his entire roster. <coughs> and that probably about does it. Sfima Kailuk had his usual couple bombs, and yeah, could probably move on from that one. Um, Bruce Brown didn't impress me, like I said. I uh, was hoping to see if he could maybe take some ball hand away from Reggie Jackson. Didn't really see that happen much, so eh. And it, again, it wouldn't really matter too much because... Everyone knows Blake pretty much runs the offense. We saw Ish Smith really say this. Like, oh, yeah, it was Blake's offense last year. So, Speaking of Ish Smith, I guess segue there. Uh, pretty boring line from him against the Knicks, just 21 minutes. Um, this point guard situation is a disaster. It looks like uh, they gave uh, the guy they were talked up a lot, Chris Chioza. I keep mispronouncing that. i got to get his name down. Um the the third third option Justin Robinson was the number two guy was not very good in 21 minutes uh, for him so he was again in those 21 minutes he was minus 26 and if you listen to me on the the Rotor Grinders pod like uh, Scott Brooks is basically like doesn't know what to do because his point guards are all so small so they are gonna get shredded constantly and. Yeah, it's no fun. Like they have to figure out what they're going to do at point guard until both. And Isaiah Thomas is small too, so uh, they really painted themselves into a corner here with these small guards. Um, and I mentioned as well that there's some talk of Troy Brown possibly playing some point um, when he comes back, which is pretty much going to be all the preseason. He's not back yet. So uh, Garrison Matthews kind of stepped up. Uh, he's kind of a sneaky guy. If Justin Anderson can't really click, uh, he looked fine in the first unit, by the way. Uh, Jordan McRae, who looks like he's going to get the roster spot, he solidified his case. Uh, 12 points in 21 minutes. We, we love the Orange Mamba. He can definitely get his when given playing time. So he may even get the rotation spot. Like This team just needs so much help at the 1 and the 3. Um, but yeah, uh, Mo Wagner as the backup 5 actually was pretty productive. Um, did a little bit of everything. Didn't make his 3s, but he was a really good force inside uh, against mostly the second unit. So that's something to keep an eye on. Uh, a guy I wouldn't mind taking as like a last-round flyer. We know Thomas Bryant's not going to play huge minutes. But he did, actually, in, in the first game. He was pretty easy. DFS chalk, 14-14, uh, and 14, two blocks. Um, added, added a little outside game there. Dribbled a little bit, too. So, yeah, it's full-on Thomas Bryant season. This team just needs so much help. Uh, Rui Hachimura, really as advertised, too. Just a solid game. Scott Brooks talked him up after the game, saying how he's almost like a veteran. Uh, so, yeah, there's no reason to think Rui Hachimura isn't going to get, like, close to 30 minutes right off the bat. So, uh, he'll obviously have some bad games mixed in there just because he's a rookie, obviously. But this team's going to play fast, uh, and they're going to give him minutes. There's really nobody else that could take him uh, from him. So, he's a, he's a go. Uh, Admiral Schofield missed a lot of corner threes. Didn't really look very great out there. Um, but, yeah, he's... He's going to have a shot. Um, you could say Garrison Matthews probably outplayed him. Moving to the Knicks side, uh, I'll start with the kind of obvious here is Julius Randle's going to run this offense. He had seven assists, uh, 11 points. It's just, it's it's his offense. Um, we'll talk about point guards and stuff and Dennis Smith Jr. coming back and Franklin Lakita in a second, but 
This guy's going to have huge stat lines. We know he's not that great for season long because of uh, bad free throws and a lot of turnovers, not too many threes, not really much defensive stats, but he's going to be like Blake Griffin light, uh, or not even light. Like Honestly, he may be just as good as Blake Griffin now that we know that Blake's going to be dialed back. So uh, Points leagues, I think he's a legit like third rounder. Uh, he's just going to fill the stat sheet up so much in good shape. Yeah, so uh, Mitch Rob didn't take any threes. But did wasn't as in his usual role for offense. But the, obviously the highlight is he had four blocks, and many of them were of the high degree of difficulty, like not near a guy trying to just shoot over him, and he's just so long and quick that he'll block anything. Actually, the first play of the game was Thomas Bryant kind of dribbling out, you know, 17, 18 feet away, and just pulling up for a quick jumper, and Mitch blocked it. Like he just got just a piece of it. It's just he's just so so long, but. Yeah, I mean, just draft Mitch Rob and just your blocks are secure pretty much. Like, if you draft Mitch Rob, you're like already in that top half of your league for blocks. Uh, he's just going to block that many shots if he stays healthy. Uh, RJ Barrett played poorly in the first half, but really got to go in the second half. Got some praise from David Fizdo for doing as such. Uh, and then obviously the, the meme slash funny uh, thing of the day was when Marcus Morris bounced, uh, bounced the ball off someone's head to get ejected. That was hilarious. Um, he actually looked pretty good. Um, but R.J. Barrett's going to have a lot of counting stats. He's going to have so many games when he's really bad from the field and from the line. But points leagues, I, I can't see why you don't want to target him. Uh, Alfred Payton was fine. Uh, I thought, frankly, Lakita's jumper looked good. Didn't really make it. But I uh, had a couple nice little uh, ways to get clean. And, you know, just shot didn't drop a couple times. So, not a, like we've been saying, like you're not going to target him aggressively. But I think he made a case to at least keep an eye out for maybe like a 16 or a 20 teamer. Uh, especially with D, uh, DSJ, who has another back injury. He says it's not related to the one he had last year, so uh, take that for what it's worth. Uh, Taj Gibson's probably going to close a lot of games. That'll probably cut in some value for, um, I don't even know, like maybe they'll cut into Mitch Robs if they're trailing or something like that, which would be tough, but I still think Mitch Rob will get his minutes, and we don't really, you don't need Mitch Rob to get to 32 minutes anyways, so if he gets to mid-20s, you're going to be pretty satisfied just because how good he is per minute. Uh, in what's really the hardest category to get in fantasy. Bucks Bulls, I actually just finished watching this as I'm recording this. And, yeah, not a lot of takeaways. Uh, Kobe White didn't really want to pass. Um, you know, th- th- a lot of talk of them being the whole multiple ball handler system from Jim Boylan. And, yeah, he's going to be really rough around the edges. Another guy, like, bas- like same thing with Garland. Like, these guys are going to take a lot of time to both get minutes and develop their games and figure out how their coaches want to use them. So, like, if you're playing guys in and out in a daily lineup for for season long, it's going to be rough. Like, these guys are probably not going to be top 200 for their first, like, month and a half, two months of the season. And depending on how good your team is from on the top, like, that may be tough to do. Like, if you you drafted someone who's, like, like, if you draft Paul George, you can't draft Kobe White. Or or you can't draft Darius Garland because it's going to take time for those guys uh, to get consistent, reliable minutes and then use those minutes properly. They're rookies. Uh, Chris Dunn did start. This is not surprising at all. Jim Boylan said back in Summer League he's going to get the first shot at it. So despite how most beat writers for the Bulls are saying it's pretty much going to be Sato who's going to beat him out, um, that didn't happen yet. And again, we all know that Dunn is reportedly on the block, so that's also a factor here. But I thought he looked pretty good. So I can't really say that you could just straight fade him. Like He's good for steals. 
know, he misses a lot of time, but you know, that's fine. Draft him with your last pick if you need a point guard. We don't know point guards are really hard position to fill this year, so it's something to look out for. Sadoransky, I thought he distributed pretty well, had the five steals, that was big. So, yeah, a lot of three-guard lineups here. Um, Zach Levine dominated the ball again, had five assists. That was a team high. Um, really no reason to think he's not going to crush per minute. Um, has said before they didn't want to have too much usage early in games, but he wants to close out strong. Um, marketing, nothing really new there. We kind of knew this. Uh, he's going to play a lot of five. They did get Daniel Gafford in there for some minutes, and he really impressed. He had three blocks. Just such a high motor, high-flying, going to be a fan-favorite kind of a player. Uh, Boylan praised his conditioning as well. Really cool story on The Athletic about how he increased his vertical uh, going into the combine. And if you want to check it out, um, it's on The Athletic. You can probably you can just Google at The Athletic Daniel Gafford training or whatever. But that was really cool. Uh, and, yeah, you know, auto porter minutes were limited, which we kind of knew going into it. Didn't play in the second half. Again, that was planned, so he should be fine. But... That's kind of, and then that's what that's what led to Kobe White getting additional minutes. He played a lot more in the second half. So, yeah, that's kind of that. Uh, so we'll just hit the morning game. Uh, props to anyone who will, especially if you're on the West Coast. Uh, if you woke up at six, uh, three o'clock uh, to watch this, you are more hardcore than I am. Uh, I, I waited till I woke up at around six to watch it. But yeah, it was cool, man. So let's kind of dive in here. Uh, really, the first time we got to look at the Raptors. So let's hit them first. Pascal Siakam's gonna ball out. I don't think there's any doubt. We've seen. I've said before, like his efficiency didn't really drop with Kawhi on the bench last year, um, and yeah, got to the line eight times, took six threes, a lot of high post action where he's looking to distribute. Had a really nice like driving kick out. He it's full on Pascal season. Like he has to go. He can't go outside the third round. Like he has to go third round. Worst case, and you can make a case for him at that turn, man. Like if you draft Harden. With your first or second pick, and you want a big, uh, I I don't hate going Pascal there. He's just going to be so good in so many different areas. His minutes are going to be so high. Talking about being kind of the point forward in this offense, uh, especially when the games that Kyle Lowry misses. But yeah, Pascal is is going to ball out. That was really the biggest takeaway for me in this one. Uh, I thought Fed Van Vliet looked great. Um, a lot of bursts. Really, a couple nice finishes at the rim. Passed well. Had three steals. Got to the line four times in twenty eight minutes. I love it. Um, just fast-paced. Uh, I'm big on Van Vliet this year, and I know Lowry didn't play yesterday, and I don't care. Uh, he saw minutes next to the backup point guard, Terrence Davis. Get to him in a second, but yeah, give me Van Vliet all day. Uh, OG Ananobi had a couple really numb. He only had three. He was only three of five, but he had a. It was a contested three in the corner that was great, um, and they had a nice dunk that blew right by a guy, um, and then another a pretty bucket too. So. I like him, man. He's not going to score a lot. He's going to be the fourth or fifth op- option on the offense. But I think he can do enough of defensive stats to get him over top. Um, didn't go to the line. That may be a good thing, given his career, how he's not really shot the ball well from the line. So, yeah, I, I love it. The, the three guys that I was looking, excited to see do some work did. Uh, Chris Boucher is such a beast, man. Uh, he did not play any minutes next to Serge. That's noteworthy. But this he brought the ball up sometimes. They put him in that same summer league spot where they had him kind of on the wing uh, and just surveying the offense at times. So it, it, he's going to be such a monster. This guy's G League stats are insane, G League MVP. So uh, I really like Boucher, especially when – we'll see what happens when Gasol comes back. If Gasol, if Gasol comes back – and Rondé Hollis-Jefferson, by the way, didn't look good as the backup four. 
So I think that there's a shot that he gets minutes there, uh, and then you're kind of it's going to be tough to play, to roster him night in night out. But the games when Serge and or Gasol sit, like it's going to be Boucher DFS slash pickup season. Uh, again, this guy's just su- he's such a fantasy goodness guy. So uh, I do like him. And other than that, that was mostly I mentioned Terrence Davis. He's real. Uh, just pop another guy just pops off the screen super athletic high usage he was 11 11 shots in the field only made three uh, had two turnovers and two free throws uh, five assists just total command of the offense when he was out there um, had a monster dunk uh, posterization on Jaron Blossom game uh, I want to say early in the fourth quarter that like it was the highlight of the game really so um, Stanley Johnson looked terrible Pat McCaw had it um you know, no shots again. He loves doing that. Just pretty much defense only uh, possible candidate to start. Norman Powell got the start. Was actually effective. Uh, 14 points in his 18 minutes. So something to watch there. I'm more pro Ananobi um, with taking your last pick there. Um, uh, even, yeah, I think Fidvin Fleet's going to get minutes, man. Like, I don't get this whole Lowry may hurt him. Like, it's just not going to happen. So... Uh, Rockets, we finally got our first look at Russell Westbrook. And my favorite stat I looked up this morning, so there was only nine minutes when Westbrook was on the floor and Harden was not. Pace in those nine minutes, sample size alert, 137. So he is going to boost this pace. They finished with a 115 pace overall. Uh, I think Westbrook finished with 117 uh, overall on this one. But... Yeah, man. Like that's the whole thing. This team's gonna play much faster. They're not gonna be in the bottom five like, in pace like they were last year. I don't think they're gonna be top two or three or four, but they're gonna be in the top ten ish just because of how Westbrook plays. Like I've said this a million times. Uh OKC's time of possession, time per possession is high every year. It was number one last year on offense. Ten seconds flat when they got him off a rebound. Like Westbrook just dips off this court. Uh Clint Capella hurt his thumb. This is the same thumb that Caused him to miss time last year. So, I uh, really hope he's okay there. We probably won't get anything definitive now that they're overseas. Um, again, Eric Gordon's not going to shoot much. He had uh, seven shots in the field in 25 minutes. Doesn't really get a lot of defensive stats. So, he's going to be really tough to count on for season long or even in DFS just because the volume's not going to be there when you're going to have two guys who are going to have a 30 usage rate most of the time. Uh, and Harden went berserk. Like, Harden. And, and I've, I've said this really all along like I'm really not worried about how Westbrook's going to impact him like as far as overall floors and I mean, he'll have a couple he'll hurt a ceiling on a nightly basis because Westbrook will get his sometimes but yeah I, he's just a beast 21 points in the first quarter finished with 34 nobody could guard him man and, and he's just as good as he ever was so like I, I have cat number one I don't hate taking Harden number one either but I mean, that's really one-two for me, and I know a lot of people like AD, and I, and I do too, uh, per game. Like, if, if I could trust AD for 75 games, like I do these other two guys in Harden and Cat, like, yeah, I would do it, but I don't. So, same with Curry. Like, I don't trust Curry to get, get to 75 games. So, that's why I have those two guys ahead. But, yeah, that's really it. Like, we know PJ Tucker's not going to shoot much, so that kind of is what it is. All right, so pretty much right at a half an hour pod, so hopefully this uh, is useful for you guys, and a lot of DFS coming up. So, you guys take care.